Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. What is up, everybody? It's Mike Ferrante, and I have another episode of Best Advice Ever for you today. This is where we interview top agents, brokers, appraisers from around the country and from around the world and ask them for their best advice ever, secrets to their success, even ask them what mistakes they've made so we can avoid those. So without further ado, let's get started. I have another special guest today, and that is Warren Sumner from Sumner Realty and Appraisal. Uh, under Fathom Realty, and Warren covers the Raleigh-Durham and surrounding areas. Thanks for taking time, Warren. Appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to talk to you. I know uh, we're both in the same uh, coaching organization with Tom Ferry, and uh, it's it's great to talk to people all over the country and all over the world, really, and you know, compare notes. So, isn't it amazing how? Um, it- international real estate has become, you know, it used to be such a localized business. And I think as far as knowledge is concerned, it's still a local business, but this is really a worldwide exercise now, isn't it? It it is. And anytime, you know, you're fortunate enough to get in a room, like at the summit with, you know, 3000 of, or this year is what 10,000 of the uh, most motivated, uh, most driven agents in the world. It's um, realizes how big it is and how international things have really become. So a prelude to best advice ever, agents, if you are not networking on a not just regional level, but a national and possibly international level, you're you're missing the boat. So let's talk more about uh, Warren. Let's, it's uh, all about you today, Warren. Uh, oh. I know that you are all, you know, you have your own, uh, uh, your broker and you also are an appraiser. Uh, tell us uh, some of your successes, some, some numbers. Uh, why should we care about what Warren has to say today? Well, I, I'm not going to impress anybody with the vast volume I do every year in real estate. It's kind of the reason I'm um, rededicating myself to coaching and I would like to um, put more of my focus onto being an agent because I really do love it. Um, I started as an appraiser in uh, 1998 and um, did, I'm on my 23rd year of appraising. Um, it's hard to to say those words and have them come out of my mouth and, you know, realize how many years have passed. But um, I just decided in 2013, I I was tired of being the nerd carrying a clipboard around. So didn't, you know, I go out all day and didn't want to talk, didn't talk to anybody, didn't have any interaction with human beings being an appraiser. So um, I decided that I wanted to kind of, uh, feature some of the more social aspects of my personality and uh, knew a lot of agents and uh, decided to kind of join the dark side, if you will. (laughs) So uh, your experience as an appraiser, I'm sure plays into some of your success as a real estate broker. Uh, But I'm going to surprise you with a question here. Talk about, um, you know, first of all, you're, you know, you mentioned getting out, talking to people, interacting. Um, I will tell you that I really am more on the introvert end of the spectrum, believe it or not. I know that people say, but Mike, you're out, you do podcasts, you do videos. And yeah, I really have to get up for that. That's not my natural state. I'd rather be uh, in my dark office in the basement, not talking to people. Um, which end of the spectrum are you? Are you more of an introvert or an extrovert? Would you say? Um, 
I'd talk to a brick wall if it would, if it would talk back. Uh, it, I, I'm very much a social animal. I, I, I love people. I love um, the experiences of people. So um, that's, you know, that's part of the reason I made the move is because the, the appraisal business wasn't, wasn't feeding that. Got it. Um, you know, so, um, you know, I, I have met agents that are introverts as well and some very good agents that are, uh, you just have to incorporate that in, into what you do every day. Yeah. Yeah. You almost have to plan for it. Now you're fortunate in that if you're on the extrovert end of the scale that, uh, you know, the, the talking to people part of our business is, uh, obviously comes more easily to you. Uh, but, uh, Thank you for that intro. Let's let's get into some of the nitty gritty here because people want to learn from your experience. You know, so um, I'm going to ask a kind of a broad, broad open ended question here. Uh, you, you've obviously experienced uh, some level of success to be so long in the business. You know, a lot of agents are in for one or two years and they don't make it. If you had to pick one thing that's the secret to your success in the real estate business overall, both as a broker and an appraiser, tell me what that would be. Um. I'm very, very driven. Um, and I'm strangely very disciplined in some areas. Um, I get up and work every day. I, um, you know, I, I, I'm not, uh, a procrastinator or, uh, I can't, i never was a candidate to play Xbox all day because, um, it's just not active enough for me. I really like to go out there and, and, and do things. Um, and I think that kind of helps me. Um, but, um, you know, being driven is what has um, made me successful. I'm afraid of mediocrity and I'm definitely afraid of disappointing my family. Got uh, it. Got it. Those things drop me to, to get out there and hustle and work every day. So my guess is that you have a very strong why and I, I'm going to take a stab that it might be your family and that, and that fear of failure, but I'll let you answer the question. Is, is that your why? And, and is that really what makes it so easy for you to be driven? Well, I, I have two boys, uh, 12 and seven, and fortunately they take after their mother. They're very smart and, um, you know, good looking, smart, right? Good looking, smart. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get any of those characteristics. So, um, they're, uh, you know, I think one might be destined for, uh, uh, Duke or Stanford, which equates to a lot of dollars. So I better, yeah. I better get my butt to work. So, yeah. So, you know, I know that we talk about it on our team a lot and figuring out what that why is, because everything kind of starts there, like the Simon, Simon Sinek books start with with why. And and so I think that's a great place to to begin is, uh, you know, what what is the why, identify it and kind of structure your goals around that that why. I bet you have some very specific goals centered around what it's going to take to put the kids through school, you know, retire, save, put my, uh, food on the table, all those basics. Um do you have a, a sort of a system in place or, you know, goal setting business plan? Like, like, what does that look like for Warren? Well, mine, mine constantly evolves. Um, having the full-time appraisal business along with the full-time real estate agency. Um, it's to me, I have to, and it took me, a, this is easier said than done. I had to develop the mindset that it's okay if I get income from one source and less income from another source. So ironically, you know, the real estate market was very, very hot during the pandemic in Raleigh. 
but the appraisal business was on fire. Hmm. So I, you know, I was drinking from a fire hose and while I did probably better than your average agent does in, in, in real estate, I didn't have the time and the focus to dedicate to that because the appraisal business was so forthcoming and flowing. Um, and it took me a while to, you know, to sit in the Tom Perry summits and, and, and hear of the agents that were doing a hundred transactions a year, you know, knowing that I'm only doing a fraction of that because of the time I made good, solid income and, and, and financially we were very happy and comfortable, but, um, I took it as a pride thing and I, and I had to kind of get over that. Um, I'm kind of putting my focus more towards the other way now, though. Um, you know, since since the market's become more challenging and rates have gone up and, you know, both um, real estate um, industries have their challenge with the appraisal and the brokerages, I'm really embracing the opportunity that comes with um, sales. Um, I think this is a market to take market share and, and for sure go out and uh, and and really establish myself as to what I my goals are from that side. Yeah, so, but yeah. So I have a pretty specific question for you here. I think I, I hear this question a lot from agents, and you being both an agent, a broker, and an appraiser. Um, you know, we sit down with sellers and we take a, a, an educated guess as to what their property value is, mm -hmm. uh, what where we should list their homes. And of course, you're an expert. You're trained to determine value. But I always tell people, look, you know, even an, even an appraiser, it's really just their best guess. Um, how how do you manage and, and what does that conversation look like when you're talking to a seller with your agent hat on? And you probably tell them, look, I'm an expert at this. I This is one of the things I do for a living. People pay me to tell me what their home value is worth. But I'm guessing that when you put your agent hat on, you're not always to the penny right on what the thing's going to sell for. So I, I think agents would love to hear your perspective on the estimate of value that we're giving as agents versus what you do as an appraiser. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number two team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. Well, I think a roundabout way of answering that question is, I think one of the major weaknesses I see in agents as far as pricing goes is they have to determine what is a sale and what is a comparable because there's two different things. Just because you have a sale that supports X doesn't make it a comparable that an appraiser is going to use. Um, you know, if you're most likely eventually down the road going to be facing an appraiser. So it's a good idea to learn their um, modus operandi, uh, get in their head a little bit and, um, you know, determine what you're likely to be facing on that other side. Um, you know, learn why an appraiser picks the comps he picks, um, you know, square footage, location, style of home, age, upgrades, all those things go into to play. 
But a lot of agents rely on a price per square foot method that appraisers don't even use. You know, when I started as an agent, price per square foot was like speaking Klingon to me because I had, you know, I had never and 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 don't really use it as a unit comparison to this day because that's how my brain was trained as an appraiser. Um, but that's it's always a good idea to kind of get in and learn how to adjust a, a sale and how to um, determine what is truly comparable. Okay. All right. So that's a good segue to my uh, third uh, question, which is, of course, we want to hear about your biggest mistake ever. We want to learn from your mistakes and all the people on the on the show here so that we don't repeat those mistakes. Do you have something in mind, a story you can share, what your a big mistake you made and, and what you learned from it? Well, my, my biggest thing has been, and, and it's still something I struggle with, is I have shiny object syndrome. Um, I really like uh, the latest, greatest, newest technology, um, whereas this business really, I actually just had my coaching call with Coach Fred, and we sat down, and um, this business is about blocking and tackling, period. Um, it's about um, the fundamentals, disciplined activities every day, and those nice little shiny toys that we have to play with as websites and you know listing tools and, and they're great and they're, they're but they have their place and i've always made the mistake of confusing their place whereas when i've gotten more disciplined and done the blocking and the tackling i've been more successful got it so is there something that you're using right now that uh is the latest and greatest that you'd like to share i don't mean to put you on the spot with that but uh is there something that you really hang your hat on that you say, wow, this is a great tool. Um, I really like to, um, I think Ylopo and slash follow-up boss mm -hmm. uh, is amazing. Um, I I'm a big, I've tried other CRMs and um, I think follow-up boss is, is the one that I kind of gravitate towards. And I think Ylopo has been really great as far as lead generation. Um, cool. And the other thing, the other tool that I use in my business every day. And I even, even use it in my family life is bomb bomb mm. uh, because, you know, my wife, God bless her. If you, if you ask her what time it is, she's going to tell you how to build a clock. So sometimes <laughs> it's just easier to uh, send her a video when I have a question and she can reply back and I can keep the conversation just a little shorter that way. God, if she sees this, she's going to kill me. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating. I have not heard anyone say they use bomb bomb for, um, personal use but uh so and for those of the uh, folks listening or watching who don't know what these tools are uh follow-up boss is a great crm you know uh it, it is one of the more robust crms for converting your leads um y lopo which i'm not as familiar with so warren correct me here if i'm if i've got this wrong it's more of a lead generator so it's that's what's feeding into your follow-up boss is that right it's a it's a lead generator and um a website solution um, and I use it for my primary website and, um, you know, it, it tags everything right to my follow-up boss. Um, I'm, I, I think I love about the, that combination together is I've got it set up in follow-up boss where it's kind of a, Hey, dumbass, do this today screen. So it sets everything in a list for me and I don't have to worry, think about who to call and, you know, what the last time I called them was and, yeah. you know, it sets a it sets a agenda for me every day. 
it's that structure, like you said, the football analogy, blocking and tackling, you know, it's, it's so great to have that, that structure. Um, and Warren, I'm sure you get this question too. I get the question all the time. What's the best CRM? What's the best lead source? You know, it, it's really the one that you use. So, I mean, definitely weigh the costs and the benefits and what you're going to use. Don't buy a Ferrari if you're not going to drive it. You know, uh, um, we use, uh, I'm still using top producer and I know some people kind of chuckle when I tell them that, and you know what, for our purposes, that's the right, that's the right fit for us. Uh, we used to use something called realty juggler, which at that time, that was the right fit for us. Uh, but certainly there are much better, more robust tools out there. You just have to pick which one's uh, best and right for you at the time you are in your business. Uh, all right, so we're going to move to my favorite question, and of course, the title of this subset of our show slash podcast, and that's best advice ever. So, Warren, we all know, you know, almost getting tired of saying it. The market is shifting, and and buyers and sellers and some agents are are panicking. Um, so, what what advice would you give to either a new agent or an agent who's struggling, or an agent who's struggling with this shifting market? If you had to just pick one thing and make this your gold nugget, what you give as best advice ever, what, what would that be? Be you, be authentic. Um, if you try to be something you're not, um, people can smell that. Um, be careful of the commission breath. Um, mm. That's, you know, and that's going to be an increasing uh deal for agents if they're they're struggling to get by um there's going to be a lot of more pressure and um that can lead to some desperation uh we've all been there but just be careful and make sure the advice you're giving is truly what's best for the client and not what's best for you um yeah i'm a you know i've always wanted to i've always prided myself on being myself um and it's, you know, I'm, I'm a sarcastic, uh, fun kind of guy. And I, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, sometimes, you know, my, my wife looks at my Facebook and she'll just shake her head and I just go on. Cause I mean, you know, that's, I run my business of, of who I am. And yeah. uh, so I, I love that you brought up Facebook. Um, you know, I'm pretty, um, prolific on social media and I get the question, but Mike, you know, but if if they know that I am like this or that I'm a little bit goofy or fun loving or sarcastic, won't that turn some people off? And what do you say to that? Good. Sure, it will. I mean, it's going to bring your tribe to you and, and take somebody that you may not want to work with and, and let them work with somebody else that they'll appreciate more. And and um you know we're not meant to to please everyone um but if you can they always say you get rich in a niche um if you can find your niche find your tribe you're going to do much better than you know trying to help everybody that's awesome advice and that's not one that we've had yet on the show i absolutely love that i always say that the right marketing and you know what you put out there attracts the right people and deflects the wrong people. So I, I love it. That's one of my favorite ones so far that I've heard. And uh, 
really appreciate that, Warren. Uh, so, you know, I didn't ask you in the beginning how we get a hold of you. I mean, obviously, like we said in the very beginning, this real estate business has become not just local, but reg regional, national, international. Uh, so for those watchers and listeners who have referrals to pass in the Raleigh, Durham and surrounding areas, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, my website's always a good uh, place to start, raleighlifestyle.com. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm developing that into kind of the community hub that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get, um, all my phone number and email address is, is right there. Um, uh, pretty accessible dude. Um, Facebook messenger works great. Um, I'm on Facebook more than I need to be, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, we all go down that rabbit hole. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, just, uh, just look me up anytime. I'm, I'm here to help. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Warren Sumner, uh, Sumner Realty and Appraisal under Fathom Realty. And say that website one more time. Uh, RaleighLifestyle.com. Got it. Love it. Warren, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, if people need to get a hold of you, they will. And I really appreciate your input in the Tom Ferry group that we're in and uh, looking forward to much more of that. Well, I thank you for the opportunity. I'm honored to be here. It's great to talk to you. Well, who wouldn't want to be on the free beer and real estate podcast? Sounds like a good <laughs> one, right? Go. Two things I love, beer and real right. estate. Right. All right, Warren. Have a great rest of your week and take care of everybody. If you need to get a hold of me, it's 21mike.com, 21mike.com. Take care. Thanks, Warren. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.